This is the Breadfruit Juice Podcast with Mosi and Ace. Join us to get your weekly recommended dose of talk, jokes, weird news, and other special surprises coming at you with that Caribbean vibe. I'm proud to be an ambassador and have a chance to share my West Indian culture with you. So sit down, relax, put your feet up, take it light, and enjoy the show because we're going to get nostalgic, talk about my experiences growing up Caribbean, and make ruction in the place. Enjoy the show because it's going to be real vibes. today guys my co-chair is not with me so I am running the show by myself so today I thought I would kind of switch things up a little bit now for those of you who checked the show notes there is a special guest Um, that guest is actually my mom so my actual mom who gave me birth and who raised me is going to be on the show today, for better or worse. So um, we're going to get to that conversation a little bit later on in the pot. We're actually going to be talking about me, the the man behind the show. We're going to be talking about what I was like growing up, what I was like as a as a baby, as a as a as a, a youth, and then eventually as a young man. So we're going to split that that conversation up into those three little segments and um, remember when I said in in the first episode that I wanted the show to be as authentically Caribbean and authentically West Indian as possible well it doesn't get more authentic than an old-school Guyanese lady dishing on stuff and just you know giving you guys all the the delicious goodies and tidbits on me and what I was like. And then a little bit later on in the show after that, the uh, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm doing this, but this, this show's installment of Shame Bench will actually be on me. <laughs> God, this is going to be so awful. But you know what? We're going to switch things up a little bit. So in uh, just a minute, we're going to go to that conversation. But um, again, I just wanted to switch things up a little bit. It feels so weird not having that extra voice in the room, you know, that that little back and forth interaction. It feels really weird. And honestly, I don't know. I mean, if this if this works out well, I may I may try this again, you know, special episode type deal. But for the time being... Uh, let's go to that conversation with my mom, and um, hopefully you guys learn a little bit about me. And uh, yeah, so this is the pot. All right, guys. So welcome to the pot. I am I'm here with, like I said before, I'm here with my mom. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about 
well, we can have her talk a little bit about me and, and how I was, you know, kind of when I was growing up, you know, she's going to give you all some, some dirt and she's going to dish a little bit and, and give you all kind of the inside story. So, um, Ma? Hey. <laughs> all right. So, um, well, why don't you, why don't you start by telling, by telling everybody first of all where I was born and, um, when? Okay, so you were born in um, on September the first, nineteen eighty-three, mm-hmm. and um, you're my first child. Um, I was married like about three years before you were born, and um, you mentioned to me that, that you had something called shame bench, but I would say that you took me off the shame bench because. In those days, when you got married, everybody looked to see that you got pregnant as soon as you got married, very soon after. So I got married in 1980, and I wasn't getting any children. And so um, people would keep looking at you, asking me, you know, keep looking at me, asking me, mm-hmm. when? You ain't pregnant yet? When, when are you going to have this child? When are you going to have this child? So. And so you took me off the shame bench when... I got pregnant with you when I was born. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like, and this is something that I hear a lot. You know, you know, going back to the whole, you know, getting married and having kids. I feel like this was something that was very popular and very kind of ingrained in the culture back then. Like yes. as soon as you were married, you had to have kids. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Right away, and people kept looking, and the thing is, they would mm. ask you, "Well, you ain't pregnant yet?" <laughs> yeah. All right. So. No, and, and um, tell 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 the listeners a little bit about um, how how I was as a baby. Like, was I a happy child? Was I sad or you know, um, troublesome? At first, but of course, as a baby, you didn't know anybody. In that, you know, you would go when people come and say, "Oh, you are a cute child," and people would come and put out their hand, and you would go <laughs> to them, and um, they loved you, and you loved them. Until when you got, let me say, get sense now and you realize who you knew and those people who you didn't know, you never wanted to go to them. And what we realized was that um, you were kind of coddled because, as I said, you took me off the shame. And so we kind of spoiled you and kind of kept you always loving you up, holding you up. So you just um, grew up into a child who always would, you know, always would cry and be afraid <laughs> of people and afraid of things. And, um, well, that's it. Um, which is, a, which is a, a huge, a huge difference from how I am today. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was thinking today that you grew up to be a lovely young man, very bold and self-confident, a far, far cry from what you used to from, be. From that crying baby. Yes. Yes. And you always would try to be up under me. Mm-hmm. So it was sometimes it used to be really, you know, distressing. Because I remember once um, you were just at 11 months and I took you to St. Vincent. Um, when we when we reached there, you started to get kind of diarrhea. So we took you to the doctor. The doctor said it's gastroenteritis. So they kept you, they put you in the hospital. Now... In, in, in um, St. Vincent in those days, they never allowed the parents to stay with the child. So you were just there crying when it was time for me to leave. You wouldn't leave. You wouldn't allow me to go. I held you, put you to sleep. <laughs> and when I put you 
to lay down. You'd wake up and cling to me. So the nurses eventually put me out the ward, and I heard the screams all the way down going. Very, very stressful for me. Wow. Yes. You never told me that story before. No, but I told you, I told you the one when we were in Trinidad, when we were going back now, when your brother was, um, he was like, he was like 11 now, and I took you guys back to St. Vincent, that time um, you were walking, he was walking too, and um, remember those days we didn't have um, disposable diapers, we had to use cloth. cloth. Yeah, so um, he did his number two in the diaper on the way to Trinidad, <laughs> and while we were in transit, I took, I took him to the restroom we changed him and i had to wash the diaper so i told you take care of your brother mm -hmm. you kept clinging to me and when i finished washing the diaper and everything when i looking for him he had disappeared <laughs> and you couldn't tell me where he went so we i rushed outside looking can't find so this where did child. you go we go outside to the um outside the outside of the, the, the restroom and so he left yes and when we look for him for about and five I, and I ten let minutes, him, I let him go. Yes, because you were busy clinging, clinging to me. <laughs> so when I went out, I saw some guys. I asked them, mm -hmm. you know, you saw a little guy and it described his clothes. No, nobody didn't see him. Nobody oh, said, so what is this? And I started now, start to get frantic now, going to, going to look for a policeman and then saw him coming down, coming towards me. By now, himself? With a white man, oh. pulling the white man hand and chattering. I don't know what language. But the guy chatted with him, and he coming out very confident. Wow. Yes. So for for anyone that for anyone that knows my brother Joel, mm -hmm. that that that's actually quite in line with the way he, way is, he today. is today. Yes, very very social. All right. Yeah. Wow. You remember? You know, I remember when you you told me you used to tell me about um taking walks with me in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, how, how I was, uh, I was a very light skinned baby, apparently. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have, I don't, I've seen a couple pictures of myself and apparently I was extremely light skinned. Mm -hmm. I had very black hair, very black straight hair. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I didn't look like I belonged to you. Yes. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. I want to talk about the time when you, when you walked away from school. Oh Lord. Because I remember that. that was, um, that was, um, you were about what, five and, um, we used to, have a car pick us up and um you felt that your friend had your friend had left before you there was a guy who used to leave after you he used to leave um before the guy who was my friend i can't remember his name because when when we asked you why he walked away you said well you call this guy's name mm -hmm. said he had left he left so you probably felt that you were late coming so you decided to walk to my school which was like probably it I, wasn't that far um like about uh, five blocks okay yes yeah I, I, rem I, rem and I, re yes. I remember leaving my school mm -hmm. my primary school and walking because i knew exactly it was just a straight shot like right up straight up yes and then a, and then a right to get into the yes. compound yes. i remember that yes. very distinctly right and so and that day there were sports somewhere around in the ground opposite to my school so everybody was leaving so there was a dense crowd like just walking so while we were coming for you you were walking going towards, towards you and i did not we didn't see each other so when i went to your school you were at my school asking for me and then um somebody told you well i had left so you decided to ask a fellow teacher a colleague of mine to get, lend you some money so that you could get home 
So And this was me at five years old. Yes. Yeah. And so um the teacher lent you the money and then you came out on the road and then you saw a guy and he asked the guy, Are you going to the market? And the guy <laughs> said yes. And you walked with the guy and you got to the market and then you got on a bus and you went straight oh, well. yes, you asked them, drop them, drop me by the bus stop. So the guy put you up there and you went home. But the people used to keep you, um, used to babysit for us. They saw you going into our street. In fact, no, you went to the gate. I went the to gate, the house and the gate was yes, locked. I remember was that locked. the gate was locked and, and I couldn't turn back. Right. I, I actually, you know what? You probably, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I tried climbing over that gate mm-hmm. and I couldn't because mm-hmm. it was too high. Right. Okay. So I went, I went back to the, the babysitter's house, Mikey. Mm-hmm. I went back to his house and I, I just kind of, Hung out there watching TV with the right, kids. Right, right, right. Because um, I, I wonder why they didn't tell that we were looking for you because we were, we went home. We didn't see you. We asked them and they hadn't seen you. But in the meantime, you were, we kept crossing each other. Yeah, it sounds like right. it. So when we left, you, they, they, you probably went there and they got you. Mm-hmm. So when we said, oh, shoot, no well. We didn't see you. We didn't see you. We said we went to the police station. We left a description of you. You all did all that? Yeah. Because oh. we went home. was near 8, 9 o'clock the night. And this thing comes since like around 4 in the afternoon. Okay. So I was gone for a while. Yes. So. Me- meanwhile, I was cozy in, in the in the babysitter's house. Yes. We in his yes. living room watching TV with yes, his kids. Yes. And <laughs> and, and um, the next day now, we, I think... Was during the sporting season. I don't know why you were not at school, but I took you to my school, and the um, uh, the tenant in the cafeteria asked me, "Who was that guy when you?" She saw you with me, mm-hmm. and I said, "That's my son." And she didn't believe. She said, "That's your son." So yeah, she sent all this little boy. I saw this little boy. Um, but <laughs> you allow your child to catch the bus by himself? I said, "Look, that's a long story." She said, "Because I saw this little boy yesterday." He went, he got to the bus mm-hmm. and he told the bus where to stop and he came off and I'm wondering what parent could allow such a small child to travel back. And this was the day after? That was the thing, that was the day after. I think wow. I forget to say. I, I think I have a, a very vague recollection of something yes. like that happening. Yeah. Wow. Well. So that, and that was around five. So I guess you were starting to grow out of your, your frightening, fright, <laughs> I don't know what to call it, scaredy cat ways. I don't, you know, I think I just feel like I was, I took a very objective approach to things. Like I knew what I had to be done. I, think, I did it. Well, I think what happened is that, um, like the, the Joel, after Joel was born, you just suddenly, um, found yourself like having to be on your own. And you got very, very independent, you know, independent. Yeah. Mm. Very, very independent. So okay. you start to grow out of it. Mm. But you know, there are many instances where you um, such you're such a crybaby, always crying. Your godmother was saying to me, "Look, why you you make me godmother for the wrong child? I should have been godmother." <laughs> she wanted to be Joel's godmother. Yeah, because Joel was very very peaceful. He's a quiet baby. Very quiet, very peaceful, very pleasant. How 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 were we like as 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 kids? Like, did we fight a lot or were we congenial? No 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 no. Very friendly to each other. Very, you know. You played together a lot of things. You did everything together because it was just the two of you. Yeah, was, I mean, we, yes. yeah, we, we, I always tell people that, you know, we, we're, me and my brother are really close because we grew up together. We, we pretty much had the same, yes. we slept in the same room until mm-hmm. we were, wow, how old? 
like uh, almost adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah we were yes, super close. Yes, yes. Every every <laughs> house we went to, you guys shared. You shared a room. Shared a room. Yeah. yeah, and I think even and I think that's the reason why even to this day, mm-hmm. even though you know he he really he can irk my soul, mm-hmm. like we're still like very close, but just is a different kind of closeness now that yeah. you know. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. So I mean, and that's that's something else. Now I um. I, another story that I always tell my friends is is about when when I went to GBSS, okay. when I went to secondary school and how mm-hmm. how you were um well first of all you were extremely strict when mm-hmm. it came to our education and and, and academics because mm-hmm. obviously and I always tell people that Caribbean parents in general they are very strict or at least most of them are very strict mm-hmm. when it comes to the academics and how the kids get along in school. And I mean, I've, I always felt like I was gifted in academics, mm-hmm. but only certain types of academics. I was always good in, in the arts, you know, yes. like languages. So yeah. tell us a little bit about um, the the experience with you being my French teacher in Form 4 and 5. I want to hear from your side because I obviously know what it was like from my side and I, I'm, I'm not shy about sharing that story. Oh, well, I try to be impartial mm-hmm. and not treat you okay with my kids and I don't, not to coddle you. Mm-hmm. And so you got the same treatment, maybe even a little bit harsher than the other students. Straight from the horse's yes. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I made sure you got straight from the shoulder, whatever it is others got, you got it, maybe a little bit harsher. And that's, that's, and that's the yeah. reason why you had me sit right in the front of the class, right that's under your nose? That's right, that's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. And and I couldn't um when I was in that class I couldn't talk to anybody. I just had to keep my head straight at a what you know, else? you know why you did that? Because you know that anybody who torn and talked they got it from me. <laughs> and those kids would know that they don't want to play the fool in Miss Armstrong class because as soon as they play the fool in Miss Armstrong class, I used to give it to them and they yeah. used to provoke each other so that I could give it to the other so they could laugh at them. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there you have it. I mean, I, I, I do remember that um, one of the, one of the, um, one of the hallmarks of, of my mother's teaching career in secondary school was that she was one of those teachers you didn't mess with. You know, I don't know if it was like that when you first began at that school, but by the time mm-hmm. I left, by the time we left to move to the U.S. in 2001, well, I, we, I graduated in 99, but I remember by that time, my mom was one of those teachers that was, you know, well-known, well-respected. Everybody loved her because she didn't she didn't play the fool and she didn't suffer any fools. I think the only other teacher in that school who, who may have been a little, you know, more frightening and more imposing than her was the principal. Oh, Mr. Ashby. Mr. Ashby. <laughs> really? And, and and Mr. Ashby, the thing is, it was all about attitude with him. You know, he wasn't a very big man. You know, he was actually very, he's very short. Yes. Really short man, but big voice, mm-hmm. you know, very commanding presence. And I feel like he had this ungodly strength like physical strength to him mm-hmm. like you didn't want to get you didn't want to go yeah, to, the, to the office to get caned me right because he wanted his school to <laughs> climb to the top again so he gave his, his teachers we had his support and he would say to us anything anything they just slip out you just send them to me and so <laughs> we just capitalized so they on had that carte we blanche. were so intolerant that first year with me, as soon as they look at me, they see me and say, oh, should I start to blink? Should I blink it? 
<laughs> they couldn't look at crazy. this lady the wrong no, way. No, you just breathe. I said, go to Mr. Ashby. And he used to beg, which bench, which bench? I said, the brown, I said, the green bench. He got a green bench me. He going to cane them. Cane and then ask the questions after. So you used cane to first, ask me, questions let on, later. Let me go on the brown bench. So the brown bench was what? The brown bench, he would sit there for the period and after periods to get up and go. But sometimes when they go on that bench, he would come out of his office. Oh, Lord. And ask you, what are you doing here? <laughs> and so they never liked that. So I was very intolerant because, you know, as a new teacher, they used to try you. Yeah. So as soon as they tried me, I was so intolerant. As soon as they blink, they breathe, they too, breathe hard, too hard. They breathe too hard. Go to Mr. Ashby. <laughs> so after that first, they say, uh-uh, I'm making joke. So that's how you do it. It's like, no it's like, a, it's like prison, that. you know, you find, you find yeah. it, they find the toughest guy in the yard, you know, you, you mm-hmm. kick his, you know what, mm-hmm. and then that's how you, that's how you gain respect. I mean, yes. and that's how you did GBSS, you know, for those, for those of you listening who don't know, GBSS is an all boys school and you have boys ranging from what, like 11, 12 yes. to like maybe 18, 19 years mm-hmm. old. So, you know, you have all this testosterone running free at school of about 850 boys or so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to obviously clash with people and you had those that used to try her. And like, you know, like you heard, she just didn't suffer another foolishness from day one. And that's how she was able to to build that respect and even to this day some of these boys are you know grown men with families of their own and they still talk about her you know they still talk about her so and imagine imagine for me living in that household so um ma remember the time when i was in the assembly and i fell asleep and you thought i was doing drugs (laughs) (laughs) i had to ask you about that one remember that i vaguely vaguely it's so weird how that bur- is burned so strongly in my memory. It was an afternoon assembly. I was in Form 5. I was in the front row as usual. And it was a hot day. And I was nodding off. And you were sitting with the rest of the teachers on the, the stage, of course. And obviously, I was out in the open. Mm-hmm. Like 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 a gazelle, mm-hmm. you know, and you were of course the lion. You, I was out and I was exposed. <laughs> and then I remember you pounced on me when I got home. You, I mean, you asked me, "You smoking drugs? No, no. <laughs> you smoking dope? <laughs> you sm- tell me if you're smoking dope. You know, <laughs> that, that's the thing. You smoking dope is always smoking dope. You don't remember that? Yes, I You really thought I was smoking dope? Yeah, because you're gonna be sleeping in the afternoon and you look so real strange. <laughs> What do you mean strange? It was, strange it was a strange occurrence. You shouldn't be sleeping in there. Oh, my Lord. I mean, it's a hot day, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, so there we have a little um, we have a little insight into into me and, and, and how it kind of was growing up in, um, you know, as, 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 a, as a Caribbean youth, as a West Indian youth, especially in a school where where your mother is is a well-respected you know, teacher, well, distinguished career and all that. So the the next thing we're going to go into, of course, is Ace's usual segment, Shame Bench. But he, like I said in the in the intro, he's not here. So, and I can't even believe I'm doing this. But so Shame Bench this week is going to be, Shame Bench is going to be about me. You know, we're going to talk about some stuff that, that I may have done to either put myself on shame bench, put my family on shame bench when I was maybe growing up, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let my mom take it away because she is she's gonna remember. So here is this week's installment of Shame Bench. All right, so welcome to 
Welcome to this week's installment of Shame Bench, and I have a, I have a couple um I have a couple uh, talking points here, and I'm just gonna feed these to my mom, and she's gonna dish on these. Now we already went through the smoking dope one, which I mean that one wasn't so bad because obviously I wasn't smoking. Um, I ma, remember when I was really small? You said you used to tell me I would correct people's grammar. Okay. <laughs> when did that start? Uh probably um probably around age four see so here i'm at four years old yes. correcting the, the the grammar of grown adults yes because um the, you used to go to the babysitters and um the mother the, the babysitter's mother came to the states and she came back to the she came back for a short while but when she came back to guyana she came back with an accent and she came back. She was yanking. Yes, yeah, so trying to speak, <laughs> trying to speak Yankee, and with and well, she tried to think it's it's good English, and so um she just was with this accent, and you said to her, you used to call her mommy, mommy, why you why you sounding so why you speaking like that, <laughs> and she said. Because they speaks like that over there. You said no, you don't say they speaks because they speak like that. Oh my god. And she was she didn't understand. And she tried to say they speak like that. Is that the only time I've ever corrected somebody's grammar? <sighs> I can't remember. <laughs> All right. Um what else? See, I want to talk about the time when we went to the, the theater. Oh my God! I want to Why? Talk about the time because that's really putting you on a shame bench because, um, so. All right. Go. Lucy was um like around two. You know, I I his, knew I just knew you were gonna you were gonna want to talk about that story. Was not too long born, so um. Just give it to them. A friend, them. his godmother came came down. To the city and said okay let's go to the theater this play was on called so, animal farm and in the midst of the you know there's a part in animal farm where um there was a uh, was a rebellion and they had the war going on and then boxer was the big horse and the <laughs> animals screaming and going on and when they started to go on Mosi started to scream and cry and go on, and so <laughs> I didn't want to take. Him. I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to take him out because I, I tell his father, take him out, take him out, because people in the theater started to say, shh, shh, what? Take the child out, take the child out, and Mosi screaming. <laughs> How old was I? About two. All right, so that's your first mistake, taking me to a, a, a show. Yeah, well, we couldn't well, leave you home all by yourself. Oh, yeah, your family was going. That's true. That's true. So your father had to take you out. And when he came back, I don't know, there was another fight, another war. And you started to bark again. And the people really <laughs> got right mad. Back up. Yes. They were really mad this time. They started to really shout, take him out, take the child And you know, Caribbean people don't mess around with that guy. That's kind of right. Because they pay the money. They need to see the, the show. Did you all ever go back to see Animal Farm after that? Did no, you know, we you try to see it again? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't have to come outside with your father. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so you you were good then. Yes, I stayed inside. He had to take you out. He okay. was mad. You know what? As a grown man of thirty-four years of age, they still, they I have not lived this story down. You know, because um, your godmother called me. Um, when was my birthday? Wednesday. 
And she would say, talk about she sugar cane. Yeah, so we had a good laugh for you. <laughs> See, and this, this is this is my life because I every time every time and my 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 dad is my dad loves foolishness. So at just the most random moments, he'll be like he'll say stuff like, "Remember Animal Farm." <laughs> And that would be enough to get my mom because my mom likes foolishness and she likes she likes stuff like that and um yeah, that was funny and there was um uh, another thing he likes to, to 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 joke he likes to um crack on me about is um this there's this there's a supermarket yes yes there's a supermarket down the road jp santos jp santos and there was this guy inside he was a and, guard yeah and I'm telling you, this man had Tourette's. He probably had Tourette's or some Tourette, kind of... Yes, like, because he used to make these weird, weird noises. Weird and shake up and then... My thing is, first of all, <laughs> all right, why did you hire this man? Like... I don't know. He, 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 man needed a job, but he would just... He, he didn't harm anybody. He just stood there and at intervals, he had to go through this the thing and he would you know, have, shake that, up that, and then shout. That's what... That's what um, shake up and shout. <laughs> You shake up and shout. That's not like a dance or something. <laughs> you um, what we we would say we had fits. Yeah. That that wasn't fits, right? No, that wasn't fits. Okay, but yeah, but this guy would like he would make these like these noises and he would and he would he, he would, would like convulse yes. almost. And I was as, as how old was I? Like four? Um, about three. Three. Before, okay. Yes, when you were scared of this. Terrified, guy. man. And I would say I have to go to JP Santos. You start to cry. <laughs> Cause when I go, I have to take you. Well, yeah. Leave you home. Yeah. So, I, how we we got around that? So by, um, we had this friend, Evo. Right. So I would just stay. I would just stay yes. with him. Yeah, he used to sell by the side of the road. When we go in, say Evo, and he gonna be. He says, all right, leave him, and I would go my way. Yeah, that place was scary, man. Yes, as soon as we say I'm going to JP Sanders, you start to cry. <laughs> I don't wanna go. I don't wanna go to JP Sanders because of the guy. Oh my goodness. Do you um do you remember that time I lost a backpack uh, full of videos, VHS videos? I can't remember when I over here? No, this was in Grenada. Oh right, remind me, remember, yes. Yeah, the, the, the light grey backpack and uh -huh. we had all the videos that we had to take back to mm. was it video video zone or video uh -huh. plus? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I was I, that was, I think I was maybe around 14 at the time. And mm -hmm. Jamila was my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Remember Jamila? Yes, I remember Jamila. <laughs> Jamila. <laughs> so I remember, because I was, I was down, I was liming with her, and I put the bag down. Mm -hmm. Somebody picked it up. Someone, yeah. Yes, and then yeah. I, I remember. It's going back to me now. Right, I remember. Did I, how, how, how did we tell this to you? I didn't have a cell phone. I think I told you when I got home. Yeah. Yeah, I told you when I got home. And then this lady told me, don't come in the house until you get the bag back. I told you that. <laughs> yes, you did. And you had this crazy look in your eye. Like, don't come in this house until you get that bag oh back. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, and I, I thought that was so unreasonable. <laughs> I'm like, there's, you know, there's no way I'm going to. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to die out here because you're not going to let me back in the house. Because I knew from the tone in your voice that you were serious. And this was so funny to me because my father was usually the one who would be unreasonable and crazy, but he was the one who was kind of the voice of reason. You know, he came home. I don't know if he was at work or whatever it was. He came home. So you were sitting outside on the step? Yeah. <laughs> it was actually both me and Joel. Mm -hmm. 
we because he was with me and mm-hmm. you were like, y'all are coming in this house until you get that bag back with all the videos. Would y'all have to pay for those videos? Yes. Yeah. Put you on shame bench again. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had to pay for them because they were not yours. They were rented. You were rented. Wow. All right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Wrap it up there. I um. This was enlightening. Um, for me, mm-hmm. for you, and I'm sure for everyone listening as well. And my, I appreciate you taking the time to 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 come in and and, and chat a little bit. And I think mm-hmm. I think we're gonna do this again sometime if you're up to it. Sure. Sure. All right. And that's the show, guys. Thanks for listening in. And remember, you can tweet us at Breadfruit Show and Breadfruit Ace if you want to keep in touch. Feel free to send us ideas for future shows and things you might want us to discuss. We want to hear from you. You can also check us out at soundcloud.com slash breadfruit hyphen juice and anchor.fm slash breadfruit juice. Until next time.